Hello, everybody, and welcome to Faster Masters Rowing Radio for June 2019. I'm Rebecca Caro, and I'm joined, as always, by Marlene Royal. Welcome, Marlene. Hello, Rebecca, and hello, Faster Masters. First, we want to kick off with a brief message from our sponsor, which is our new program, FasterMastersRowing.com. Marlene and I launched this in the past week, and it is an online subscription training program service designed for Masters athletes. It has four separate pieces. One is for people who are individuals who train on their own, one is for crews, and one is for entire clubs or training groups. And we want to tell you what's coming up in the June training program. So two, and it goes through exactly what sort of sequences you can try when you're on the water practicing yourself. We, of course, have our regular training program and also a land training program. These are split into two. One is called the May-June peak for athletes whose big regattas are this month. And the other is the August-September peak for athletes whose peak is in those months. Now, May-June, of course, you're coming into your big racing time. And August-September is continuing on a build-up. I will say that next month we'll start transitioning the May-June into their longer head racing training for the autumn. We've also kick off a new series of videos which are called Mobility Increases Coachability. And the first mobility for yourself. So Marlene, what are we going to talk about this week? I think you're thinking about food for some reason. I am, I am. Um, I'm a great fan of sports nutrition and I like to read a lot about sports nutrition. And Nancy Clark is a very well-known sports nutritionist who has done a lot of work with rowers and uh, she lives in the Boston area. And I had a chance this week to listen to her recent webinar, and I thought there were some really great points that we could pass on to our faster masters about their sports nutrition diet, um, because I think she has a very reasonable approach to eating well as an athlete. And um, so I thought I'd review a couple of these points. And one point that Nancy made was, um, in talking about fad diets or diets that it, perhaps someone follows, a diet that eliminates certain food groups, um, Nancy has a motto that says, you know, there's no good food or no bad food. There's just more nutritious food and less nutritious food. So, you know, if you're thinking about um, enjoying some things that you might think are a treat, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad food. They just might be a little bit on the less nutritious side. But if you have a general diet that's, you know, 80, 85% very nutritious food, you know, you can afford some treats now and then, especially if you're an athlete who's training on a, on a regular basis. 
Um, it's when you're trying to get down to racing weight, or perhaps you just want to lose a few pounds to feel a little bit more fit. I think it's important the point to remember that you're changing your body composition. So slow weight reduction is much more permanent than fast weight reduction. And um, losing weight quickly typically will be water weight. And as soon as you eat again, that weight will come back. So one of the things that Nancy Clark recommends is cutting back 500 calories per day, which might be an extra beer or two. It might be uh, a bag of chips. Or if somebody eats fried food, which is loaded with fat calories, um, just, just a small change in your diet might be enough to tip the balance so that you start losing a little bit every day. And 500 calories per day can equal one pound of fat per week because one pound of fat is 3,500 calories. Um, drinking lots of water. Water helps mobilize fats and helps clean your body. It also has zero calories. So oftentimes when you feel hungry, you might in fact simply be dehydrated and want to drink. That's often your first sign of hunger. So drinking water sometimes can actually, you know, help you hold off being hungry. But one, I think one of her really top tips is to avoid getting over hungry. And she says, if you have a scale of one to 10, one, one that you're extremely hungry and you come in the house and you're ready to eat everything, or 10 is you're absolutely full, in your daily life, try to maintain a four and a half. A four and a half all day long will help you uh, have enough energy to train yet prevent being over hungry that you make bad food choices. And she recommends to space your food evenly during the day, like perhaps have four meals and you try to divide your calories evenly throughout the day so that, so that you have even energy during the day. And if you tend to eat a little bit more at one meal, eat more in the morning. You know, the more you eat, eat like a king in the morning, like a pauper at lunch and a, at a, a pauper at dinner and a prince at lunch. But um, her final tip was work out in the morning. When you work out in the morning, which most rowers do because of water conditions, when you work out in the morning, your body actually burns about 190 calories more per day than if you work out in the afternoon. So that's certainly one thing that if we need to cut down 500 calories a day, an extra 190 in the morning makes that a lot easier. But the long, slow approach and um, you know, choosing foods that help you stick to your diet, I think will help you trim those couple of pounds. And you know, I just really like her very common sense approach. And she does have a book out that's called the Sports Nutrition Guidebook, which is a pretty classic text. And it's written so anyone can understand it. So it's a really good reference if, that, if you want to learn more about it for your own sports diet. Yeah. Nancy is an mm -hmm. a girlfriend in my crew was diagnosed diabetic and she wanted to continue rowing. And she had bought the book to help her better understand diet. And I read it 
at Gentragetta, I have vivid memories of this, sitting on the bank, waiting for my race, <laughs> reading the book. So it, I learned so much from that book. I realized that a lot of my food understanding was really misaligned with reality. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's been around for probably 20 years. It's really a classic book and she's constantly revising it as well. And uh, she trains with rowers herself in Boston. She does circuits at community rowing, I've been told. So. Well, we can check that out with some of our locals like Charlotte Pierce, who hosts the Ready Row USA podcast. Exactly. Now let's talk racing starts. Okay. I'm going to race this weekend, Marlene. How should I be practicing my Well, in practice, even, I mean, obviously you have to have rowing starts as um, part of your warm-up. And you want to make sure that you have a good amount of starts in your warm-up so that you're really ready to go to the line. You're going to sit at the line for probably three or five minutes. You want to be very warm. Um, in your warm-up, once you've gone through your, your drills and your 10s and your 20s, I think it's good to, to practice short series for your first five strokes, your first 10 strokes, and then maybe build up to doing like three times 20 of your first racing strokes and make sure that you're hitting the rating that you want to target getting off the line. And depending on the how hot it is outside, or cold it is, um, you know, you may you may hit that after two starts and then you may not need to do another one. If you can't hit it after the third one, you might want to throw in another 10 just to make sure that you're really ready to go if you take a little bit longer to warm up. And I don't think you need to overdo your starts in your warm up, but make sure that that you're hitting the ratings and you're, you're, you've got your technical points like uh, I'm thinking half blade and my blade depth's going to be right on. Or um, if your coxswain has one call that really keeps you sharp and together, practice that. Or if you're in a single, practice your steering straight off the line. You don't want to be at stroke number 10 and you're already in the buoys. So I think those are things to include in your warm up. Those are great bits of advice. Now for not on race day, but when you're in a regular training session and your practicing starts, I have a couple of pointers which you may like to bear in mind. There's a large number of crews do not realize how slow the first three strokes need to be. Your boat is stationary. It needs to get moving and therefore particularly your first couple of strokes, do not move very quickly through the water. You are leveraging a, all the mass of a stationary boat against the water. Be sure to finish off that first stroke properly. Go all the way to the finish. Make sure you're holding your handle high on your lower ribs and finish that stroke off. And then try to be patient as you move on to the recovery for the second stroke. I recommend trying just the first three strokes and seeing how patient you can be. I prefer the word patient to slow because you don't want to feel slow. You're doing a racing start. 
finish of that first stroke and to take your time again around the finish of the second stroke and the third stroke. Now, the amount of time is slightly different. You will have more patience at the first stroke than the second because the boat will be moving by the time you have finished your second stroke and it will be moving faster by the time you finish your third stroke. So I commend you to try doing sets of three or five strokes in the start sequence and just trying them with an increased patience and then just check how that makes you all feel, how you feel the boat is moving and how you can see on your speed meter what sort of speed you're getting. And then I have a second suggestion. You need to be very powerful in those first few strokes and it's like lifting weights. And so this is a drill which our in crew boat for you and you're going to do a practice before you start any of your practice starts and you're going to do some power strokes power strokes are maximal effort when half of the crew is rowing in this instance and half are sitting out so you take in our case we had the stern four of the eight rowing full slide firm pressure at a rate of 30 to 31 we did that for 10 strokes and then we switched on the 11th stroke to sitting out and bow four came in and they did the same this helps you to remember how to work supremely hard when you're dragging a dead weight in this case the dead weight's half of your crew um, and so when you then go into starting to practice your starts of that load and what you have of course in a practice start is that the boat is stationary and so you're pushing yourselves your body mass the mass of the boat and the oars and the riggers and this is really helpful just for getting into the mindset of how do i work supremely hard in those first few strokes rebecca i think in a single sometimes it's very easy to miss the second stroke and the second stroke not be very efficient. Um, I think particularly if you go like three quarters, half, three quarters, it's really easy for that half stroke not to do a whole lot. So one of the things that I would recommend to the single scholars is try something like half, half, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, depending on your conditions, but um, make sure that that second stroke gives you something and then that, that's efficient, you know, when you're getting off the line. So as long as you're getting into your swing by say stroke number five or six, you're fine. You know, you don't have to be really, really precise in your single as to the stroke lengths. It's more important to focus on being effective. Yeah, I definitely commend that. Snatching a stroke doesn't add anything to a racing start. Definitely not. <laughs> so, well done, everybody who has already raced in May. Best wishes for really good performances to everybody who is racing in June. And that's the end of Faster Masters Rowing Radio for June.
Please connect with us at rowing.chat. Download a podcast app. You should find us on Stitcher. On the Google Play Store and subscribe because we love knowing that you're listening to us. Of course, it flatters us, but we also want you to tell your friends and leave us a review on the iTunes Store, particularly. Now, Faster Masters Rowing Radio is part of the Rowing Chat Network, and you can get email notifications of our new shows by joining the mailing list at rowing.chat. Listen to the other shows and tell us what you think. Till next time. Goodbye.